Hello and welcome back to His Call My Purpose. I am excited because we're going to begin a new faith-based series on Moses. Why Moses, you may ask? Well, there was a season in my life where I associated with Moses. I was like, Lord, I don't have what it takes to do the purpose that you've called me to do. I don't have what it takes to articulate the words to reach people and have them understand what you're trying to say. God, I don't have what it takes to stand and be the the person um, that is uh, speaking to others with regards to what you would have them to do. I I said multiple times I didn't have I didn't have I wasn't gifted no matter what God did and no matter what he showed me I would always say I have a Moses spirit so I want to debunk that and I claim my Moses spirit but um, as you see I am on a podcast I am sharing my faith I'm sharing um, things and um, little nuggets that I feel that God has placed on my heart So we're going to start this week and um, I just want to tell you some things about Moses that he was born a Hebrew but raised an Egyptian. He was a murderer. He had poor speech. He had a stuttering problem but he also was a teacher, a prophet with a purpose. So as we journey into this series together, I hope that I can give you some insight and some input into who Moses is and how God used somebody who thought he wasn't usable to make a huge difference in the Israelites and the people, chosen people of God. So um, keep posted, keep checking, and I will see you then. Real life, real talk. Hello and welcome back to His Call My Purpose. This is the first segment into the Moses spirit or the study of Exodus and digging into the life of Moses. Um, As I was studying and preparing for this session, um, I realized this might take me a minute because... Just going over chapter one and part of chapter two, which we will discuss today. I was like, wow, there's so much meat here. There's so much that you can dissect here that um, I hope I can do this um, quickly so that you don't lose um, focus or get distracted and move on. So we'll go right into it. I will not um, belabor this and go into much detail but i would like to point out in exodus chapter 1 verse 7 it says but the descendants of the israelites and many children and grandchildren so he's talking about joseph and he was saying that all of joseph's brothers had died ending the entire generation but their descendants continued on in fact they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land So we're talking about the Israelites. We're talking about God's chosen people. And they became extremely powerful and filled the land. But then a new king came on the scene who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. But notice that the people of Israel outnumbered them and they were stronger 
than the Egyptians. So in order to take control, in order to establish the superiority that he felt he should have, and because of the fear of the multiple numbers of Israelites and the multiple and their strength, he decided to enslave them because he thought that if we went to war with a nearing country or a nearing um, people that that they would side with the others and then they would be outnumbered. So in order to compensate for that, he put them in um, slavery. So I'm gonna stop right there. And that's why I said it's gonna take so long because we have to realize in life that sometimes we are placed in a position and that position can cause us to want power and in obtaining power, cause us to fear that which is unknown, that which we have no control over. And we have to be careful because in this position, that was the king. But in our lives, we have to realize if the position was truly for you, if the position was given to you, ordained in place by God, nobody can take it away. Nobody can remove you from that position but God. So you don't have to exert your power. You have to live out that task or live in that position of what you were called to do, but you don't have to make someone feel less than for you to feel greater than. You don't have to be fearful that if I don't um, usurp my power, then I will no longer have that position of, 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 I was going to say power, but a position doesn't necessarily mean power. Um, Someone can be a elementary school teacher. That's their job. Someone can be a professor in a college. They're still teachers, just different, uh, different levels of education. But that does not mean that the college professor is greater than the elementary school teacher. Both have a job. Both have to sow a seed into this child so that this child can meet the the requirements and the needs to move on to the next step. So we don't have to fear a position. We don't have to fear that someone has a greater number or a greater position than we do. So we have to be careful with that. And because of this, this king, um, he appointed brutal. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down and crush the labor. And then verse 12 is so amazing. It says, but the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread them. And the more alarmed the Egyptians became. Again, just because you have you have strength in your power does not mean that you can quench somebody's spirit, that you can quench um, what God has for them. Um, I know that there have been times in your life where you might have gone through something and you just felt weighted. You were just, Lord, why am I here? Lord, why am I going through this? What, Lord, why is this happening? Lord, why are you allowing this to happen? And God is probably saying, because either in this situation, I need you to listen and to hear from me 
so that you can move to the next situation or I need you in this situation so I can strengthen you for where I'm about to place you. Or he might be saying that in your next season, you're going to come against somebody that is going to need you to walk with them through the situation because they're not going to be strong enough to carry the weight that you can carry. So that's why I say we need each other. We need to we need to connect with each other. We need to connect ourselves with mentors. We need to connect ourselves with those of like-minded people and those with like-minded purposes so that we can lean on them when we are weak. And we'll see another time in Moses's life where that became um very important to the livelihood of the people all those around him that he needed to to lean on somebody else in order to win the war. So we'll keep going. So again, as we read this first scripture, we say there's a new king, but we don't know the king's name. We say that there's Egyptians and we say there's Israelites, but we have not heard their name. When we get down to verse 15 is the first time that we see someone's name. And the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew midwives, Shipporah and Porah. There were midwives. And what I find important was they were so important that God allowed their names to be mentioned. When you read on in chapter two, we don't know Moses's mother's name. We don't know Moses's sister's name. We don't know Moses's father's name. In the scripture text right now, we don't know his sister's name. It was never mentioned, but God took the time to mention these two midwives name. And I find it important because these two midwives had a direct order from Pharaoh to kill the baby boys. If a baby boy is born, kill him. If a girl is born, let her live. But that's why we say when you live your life, you better get you a but God statement. You better get you a but God attitude. And this says, but. Because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the order of the king and they allowed the boys to live. And then if you come over to 20, it says, so God was good to the midwives and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. And we might say, okay, why did God allow this to happen? Why did God allow them to be... um, so oppressed, so put into slavery, so going through this. Now, if we go back to Genesis fifteen thirteen, the NLT version says, then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. Before these Israelites that are going through this situation, he told Abraham that this was going to happen. Now, Abraham is long gone. Abraham has long passed away. And now we're at the season where they're about to go through these years in slavery because of something that happened way before them. So a lot of times we have to look at our lives and say, I'm not telling you to look at your past history too to know your future. But what did you do? 10 years ago, and you're still dealing with it right now because of something that you set in motion 10 years ago, you're still dealing with that right now. Again, there are things that God will, you think God's forgotten. You think God has forgotten you. You think God has forgotten his promise. You think God has forgotten 
that he he gave you a vision or he gave you a word or he gave you a song or he gave you God never forgets. <laughs> that is one thing you can depend on. Nothing, nothing takes God by surprise. This COVID doesn't take God by surprise. Um, our political climate does not take God surprise. Um, where churches are and how churches are functioning today did not take God by surprise. The job you have today did not take God by surprise. The woman, the, the, the wife or husband that you had did not take God by surprise. Nothing takes God by surprise. So even in this season, he knew, he knew that this new king was coming. He knew that the children of Israel would be put into slavery and he knew by whom he knew that it would be rough. He knew that. But again, did you not realize there there were many Israelites and they were strong? So although it may have been enduring, although it may have been hard to get through, he didn't make them weak. He made them strong for a reason because he knew that I've, I've already equipped you with everything that you need to get through this. I've equipped you with everything that is going to come to you. So even when we have to work hard, even when we have to struggle, even when it seems like it's just too hard, God has already equipped us with everything we need to get past that moment or past that season or past that situation. But we have to remember, it's not about us. It's not us. God didn't get give you or equip you with those things so that you could do it on your own, so that you could depend on yourself, so that you know he did it for his good. He did it for something that he has for him, for you to do for him. He did it so that someone else could see him in you. It is all about him. He created us for relationship. He created us to be in relationship with him, to be happy in relationship while we're in relationship with him, but to be in relationship with him. So our purpose is directly connected to him. Our, our purpose is directly connected in him. So when we look at this, Moses is not even on the scene yet and God has already set the stage. And then we know that a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could not hide him in no longer, he got she got a basket and made a papyrus reed and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. So we know the story of Moses. The baby sister stood in the distance watching so she could see what happened. Soon Pharaoh his daughter came down to bathe and her attendants walking by the riverbank and they saw the basket. The sister stepped in and asked, do you want me to go get, um, should I go find a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby? Cause the, um, Pharaoh's daughter was no dummy. She knew she ain't had no baby. She knew what her father had said. So she knew this had to be a Hebrew's child. Okay. And later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter because she knew she couldn't hold on to him forever. She was blessed with him for the season in which she had him, who adopted him as her own. And the princess named him Moses. It is funny how God moves and God guides things in our lives. Had... Pharaoh got a hold of, had the new king got a hold of Moses 
and disposed of him, Moses would have never led the children of Israel to freedom. If he would have never wrote the Ten Commandments, he would have never done amazing things on behalf of the Lord. But God had a plan. Before Moses was even born, God had a plan. My favorite verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I, for I, the pl- I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for a future and a hope, not for disaster. God knew the plan that he had for Moses. So if Moses had been killed, Moses, the plan he had for him could never have come true. And if you notice, it was the princess that named him Moses. It was the princess who went against her father. The new king, Pharaoh, he's no dummy. He was, hello. I don't care if you're Hebrew or if you're Egyptian. It takes nine months to have a baby. He knew his daughter wasn't pregnant. So she come home with this baby and not only a baby, a, a baby of, you know, he was older. So he, he she comes home with this young child and she's raising him as his own. Isn't she directly defying her father? Isn't she direct? And knowing that this child is not an Egyptian child. So God protected Moses at every cost. He's like, I've got to see this plan through. I've got, I've had a plan for him and nothing's going to stop this. So right there from the beginning, you have to realize you were created with a purpose. And until God fulfills that purpose in your life, I don't care what comes against you. Just realize that God is in it. God is aware of it. God will work around it. God will, will remove, maneuver you through what he needs to maneuver you through so that that purpose will come true. And remember, I told you, I'm only halfway through chapter two and there is so much meat. So we have to realize in our life where we stand right now. We were born and we were born with a purpose and we were born to do what God has called us to do. But the enemy spends the rest of our life discouraging us, pointing out our faults, telling us we can't do it, telling us we're less than telling them we don't have the education to do what we we need to do, telling us we don't have the skill set to do what we want to do, telling us, no, in order to do that, you have to be an extrovert and not an introvert, telling you everything that you already hold yourself in low esteem for to keep you there so that you will not step into what God has called you to do. I have always said, When I get down and when things get down, I always tell the devil, you know what? I'm sorry. You should have kept me out when you had me down because God came along and he reminded me in this situation of who I am and whose I am. So devil move out of the way because I've got more power in my voice and in my tongue than you have ever, ever had because I am a child of God. I know who I am. I know who I, whose I am. And you can do all that you want to, to try to discourage me, to keep me down. But I can guarantee you that God at some point is going to remind me who I am through a scripture, through a song, through a friend, through a sermon, through a message, through a book. I promise you, if you pay attention to what God is doing in your life and what God is saying to you, you will see God in so many things. You'll be like, oh man, I didn't know he was there. I I didn't even realize that. A song you've been singing for all your life, all of a sudden the words come real because at that time in your life, you needed to hear that. Or all of a sudden you've been reading this scripture and you've been reading this text 
And all of a sudden it just comes to life because God is like, I need you to remind you who you are. I need to remind you who you are. I need to remind you what you went through to get to this point because you got here. You didn't get here in your, on your own. You got here because of my love for you, because of my protection for you. Never forget what God has brought you to. Every time, and I don't know, this is just my opinion. This is just my, how I live my life. When I am down, when I am in a, in a weak state, not in my weakest state, when I'm in a weak state, I always remember, I always go back to that first time I met God, that first time I had my aha God moment. And whenever I think about how special and how amazing and how overwhelming it was, whatever I was feeling sad about, it may not be gone because the situation is still there, but it reminds me of how powerful and how amazing God is and that there's power in who he is and that because of the power of who he is, that's the same power that I have. So whatever I'm in, I am able to climb up out of it eventually because I'm reminded of whose I am. I can't tell you how important it is to know whose you are. Are. You are a child of God and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you according to his will and his purpose. I promise you, if you, we could just get a glimpse of even when it's hard, even when it doesn't look like it's supposed to look like, even when we look like we're struggling, remember that God can turn it around in the blink of an eye. Even when the doctors say, nope. I'm sorry. No, you say that's okay. My God says yes. And keep moving and trust and depends on God. Because again, Moses's mom could have gave up. Moses's sister could have gave up. Those midwives could have gave up and said, well, you know, we, we know we trust God, but we got a job. And if we don't do our job, then we're going to, we're, you know, we're going to be killed or we're going to be punished or we're going to be, no, they were like, I'm going to stand on the word of God. I fear God more than I fear man. I'm sorry. I believe people today have it reversed. They fear, they fear man more than they fear God. I promise you someone who can cause a flood when there was never any rain before or any water. Hello? Someone who can turn someone to a pillar of salt. Hello? Someone who can turn around and raise somebody from the dead. Someone who can multiply fish and bread. Someone who... I'm sorry. There is so much. Someone who could turn... And I know I'm talking about Jesus, but we know the Trinity. Someone who can turn water to wine. Hello? And he said, that which I do, you can do the same. So acknowledge who you are. Stand on who you are. And let's hope I get through this series because I'm only on chapter two. And I, as you can see, I'm excited. I'm excited. I get excited about the word of God because we, the word of God is nothing but a book of hope and promises. It's about a book of hope. It's about, it's about a book of history. It's about of knowing who you are, knowing where you came from, knowing where your roots lie, knowing where your power and your strength comes from. There is so much in the Bible that there is never enough time to expound upon it. There is never enough time to just dwell in it. If I could stay here all day, I would. I promise you. So... One takeaway I want to take away from this is that don't let fear, don't be, don't allow fear to lead your life. 
Don't allow your circumstances of what it looks like stop you from obtaining what God has for you. God is always watching. And I would go on, but I don't want to belabor because there's so much more that I wanted to talk about. But I'll share it for the next segment on our Moses spirit. If you can connect with anything, know that no matter where you are, no matter where you came from, God is still God and God loves you more than you can ever understand. I know it is hard to understand, but God loves you more than your mother. God loves you more than your father. God loves you more than you love your children. So if you can grasp that and you can imagine how much your parents and how much you love your children and how much you love your sisters and brothers and exemplify that times a billion. And that still wouldn't equate to how much God loves you and how much God wants to see you carry out the purpose in which he created you for. It may be rough and you may get weary because he never promised you that you wouldn't. He never promised you that it would be easy. But if you would endure for this season, I promise you'll reap the rewards of his promises. Remember, real talk, real life.